Hello, and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. Thank you for joining us again. As always, I am your host for the evening, Hemahe Muli Jr. And joining me is not a, the one and only Internet Jesus himself, Sean Walker. Not not Sean Walker Jr. I just want to make that clear since I feel like you kind of have this bit of the junior part. And I want to be clear, I am not a junior. Not not junior. Kind of like our friend James Corrin is not a rapper. <laughs> I am not a junior. And also joining us is our local lovable Canuck, Zach Hicken. What's up, guys? Good to be here. All right, guys. So we just wrapped up another uh, tintillating sports beat show. And by tintillating. Oh, and now, oh, you did it again. We're going to have to put an explicit tag on this podcast now. <laughs> Using words like tintillating. Is it tintillating or titillating? Ah, freaking no A. Okay, well, okay. There. Well, now we have to put the explicit <laughs> tag on the podcast. That another titillating. Ryan Reynolds would be proud of us with that. Hey, you know up. what? Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, that we're talking about that later in the pod. We're going to talk Deadpool too. Uh, so I think we need. Get, I do think we need to talk about an explicit this. tag, guys. So. Yeah, it's for sure. I haven't seen it yet. You. I don't know how to feel about this. Hey, but we work across the street from a movie theater, bro. <laughs> You can catch the late show on a weekend. I know, I know. I'm just old. That's what it nah, is. That's okay. You got two kids. I know. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Dude, the last time come I on, saw bro. a movie in theaters. All these excuses. I'm pretty sure it was uh, The Force Awakens. I don't care. Wait, you didn't see The Last Jedi? I don't in care. Theaters? All these excuses. I don't care. No, I don't think I did. Have you seen The Last Jedi yet? I have. Okay. <laughs> I saw it. I'm, I'm the, the, I think I saw it at my friend's house when it was already out on video. Okay. So yeah, um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that later, I guess. You guys are gonna talk about it, and I'm just gonna plug and, my ears. And for we're spoilers. gonna spoil it for him. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of, kind of like how we spoiled uh, Infinity War. Oh yeah, has that been spoiled right. yet? Um, has it been spoiled? No, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, so you're gonna have to spoil it, kind of like I how our. How our Vegas Golden Knights spoiled the, what was it, Game 5? Yeah, Game 5. That's what we call a segue. Boom. I like it. That is what we call a segue. Yeah, let's jump right into the Stanley Cup playoffs, shall we? Uh, <clears throat> I think we need to we need to uh, make a phone call, though, to uh, Barry Melrose. Can we get him on the line here? Barry? Barry, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here, eh? <laughs> all, right, all right, Barry, uh, break break down uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, first-year expansion team in the NHL, are going to the Stanley Cup Finals after a 2-1 win over the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, what did you What did you like? What did you think of this series? Well, first off, I just want to say uh, thanks for having me on the Sports Beat After Hours podcast. I uh, just wrapped up filming a segment on uh, ESPN LA, but uh, let me tell you, I've said it. I've said it for weeks. It is the best damn story in professional sports in the United <laughs> States right now. Okay. I love it. Uh, you have a you have underdogs. They're true underdogs, taking the court uh, or I guess the ice, and uh, they're going out and they are kicking ass and taking names. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, I mean, they come in. They beat a Canadian team, Winnipeg. Uh, Ex- excuse me, Barry. I I think I think you mean taking ass and kicking names. Yes, that's how we say it. Right, in well, that's what right, I said. Right, right, Mantis. Yes, that's yeah. what I said. Taking ass and kicking that's names. That's what I said. Hey. Okay. okay. I'm, we're not going to All Timmy right. Horton's after okay. if you keep I'm being just, a smart, okay. smart mouth. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm let sorry. me tell you this Don't though. Don't hurt me. Don't uh, hurt me. 500 to one odds to win the Stanley Cup entering this season, and they're just four games away. Uh, they're going to play the winner of uh, uh, Washington and uh, the greatest sports city in the United States, Tampa Bay. Uh, so uh, I I think it's great. Hockey we, capital of the world. Hockey capital of the world, Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, but man, let me just tell you, those golden knights, those guys don't give up, eh? They are dogs out on the ice. They they get out there, they fight, they attack. Uh Flurry, they're uh their goalie. He's a hell of a goalie. Hell of a goalie. Three three previous uh Stanley Cups in his bag, right? With the with the pens, I think. Oh yeah. Hell of a player. Um, so yeah. I just want people to know out there that uh I have been a fan since day one. Lifelong fan. Hey, Lifelong, fan. Hey, Lifelong fan of the Vegas Golden Knights. By the way, uh, let's go into a new segment I want to start. 
this day in Golden Knights history. Oh, that's a yes. <laughs> Nothing there, there happened because they, not, they didn't exist. They didn't Amazing. I, I stole that joke from their Twitter. Oh, nice. They've been tweeting that out <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, and it is fantastic. Let me tell you, though, those guys, they all deserve Timmy Hortons at the end of the season. Okay. Because they're going to come home. I, I'm predicting. Do we want to make, pred- oh, yeah, do let's we wanna do make it. predictions on this, eh? Let's do it. Okay. Let's go. I'm going to go Vegas Golden Knights in six. Ooh. Oh, that's bold. That's bold. So you, you're you're expecting a pretty difficult is, is finals. It, does, so does that ma- does that matter if it's Tampa Bay or uh, or Washington? Oh, it doesn't they, matter. Okay. All right. Okay. Why does it matter? The Vegas Golden Knights, VGK all the way. Those guys are winners. All right. Well, we don't have a Timmy Hortons, but what we do have is a couple of cold ones here. We haven't cracked them open for a while, so uh, let's uh, crack one open for our boys down south, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, we saw on Sports Beat today, a lot of Utahns, especially Southern Utahns, they've adopted the team. Absolutely. They identify more with uh, the Las Vegas team than they do with the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Which, can you blame? I mean, it's a four-hour drive to Salt Lake, a, what, hour drive to Las Vegas, if that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hour so. and a half, maybe two hours. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, let's let's give a shout-out. Let's give a special podcast shout-out to uh, our friend... Uh, Oh, uh, what's his name? Devin. Oh, no, not Devin. Oh. <laughs> not Devin. Although, shout out to Devin Dixon, also uh, ESPN Radio Sports Director down there in St. George. Um, but, uh, oh, I forgot his name. We're going to call him Mike. Okay. I think his name's Mike. Mike. Mike or Mark? Mark? Mike? Mark? He calls in uh, every week to oh, the KSL Sports Beat Studio. I know who you're talking I about. I think he lives in St. George or somewhere thereabouts. We're going to say Hurricane. Okay. Um, so, Mike from Hurricane. This one. This one's from you. Even if that's not your name and locale, but he calls in to the Sports Beat Studios every single week, yeah. and he wants to complain that we're covering too much NBA basketball. It's not like Salt Lake has an NBA t- franchise. This is during we the cover, playoffs too. Yeah, we cover too much prep sports. Not like anybody that watches our station has any kids that play high school athletics. Kids, nephews. We cover too much nieces. soccer. It's not like we have a professional soccer team up here. But you know what Mike from Hurricane always tells us, or Mark, Mark, Mike? Nah. What is it? I haven't had the pleasure Mike, of speaking Mark, with this individual. Mike, Mike, Mark from Hurricane? Let's call him Milk. Yeah, Milk. You know what Milk from Hurricane always tells us? He says, why aren't you guys covering more hockey, don't you know? There's a <laughs> team just two hours away from here, and they're the, they're the pride of the nation. They're going to win the Stanley Cup, and you guys need to cover more hockey it's now, don't you know? It's the best damn story in the nation. I've said that several times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Barry. Sorry, I thought we let you go. Sorry. We're gonna let you I go. am going to come back and <laughs> I'm going to defend the Vegas Golden we're Knights. Gonna, we we're didn't gonna Barry hey, yet. Hey, uh, Barry, we're, we're going to let you go. We're going to bring back Zach here. Um, yeah, so we're bringing back Zach. And uh, Sorry, he uh, took my mic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, our, our, like, friend, our friend Mike Mark from, from Hurricane, though, like, calls in every week, almost religiously, wants us to talk more about hockey. Uh, doesn't understand why we talk so much about the NBA <laughs> or about Major League Soccer. So this one's for you, Mark, because you know what? We're three lifelong fans of the Vegas Golden Knights. Lifelong. Been there since day one. VGK. Shout out to VGK. Shout out to Mark Andre Fleury. Shout out to the city of Las Vegas, which, guys, not only to our friend Barry Melrose, is this the best damn story in professional sports, this is the story of the year in America. Absolutely. Because Las Vegas, coming off of a tragedy, absolute tragedy, uh last may of uh one of the deadliest uh shootings on u.s soil and for them to be able to spark this city the way they have with this run to the stanley cup finals i don't care what happens from here on out i mean this is awesome like even from a non-sports story this is awesome well it's it's given there's a lot of vegas pride going on i mean you see guys uh bryce harper brother harper brother harper he's uh vegas born and raised and he is one of the biggest vgk fans in the country he is constantly supporting him given uh, you know, cheering those guys on, doing what he can to root, root for him. He want I know he wants a Washington, uh, Vegas final. But yeah, I think it's. Uh, I I've, I've said this a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but when you have um, when you have a group, uh, you know that b- comes together after a tragedy. There's just something that puts this group over the edge, um, when there's not a lot expected when they have. You know when they when they're united by tragedy, uh, we saw it 
uh, you know, going back to 2001 with the Yankees. Right. They made it to the World Series. Unfortunately, they lost in Game 7 to Arizona. The most patriotic city in America. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Just thought I'd add in, that. Uh, uh, 2013 uh, with Boston? the uh, Boston Red Sox Boston. after the Boston bombing. Uh, you had Boston Strong. Third, third most patriotic city in America. Number one, thank you. Number three. Third. Uh, and then you saw last year with Houston, with the Astros. That's they, right. They pushed really strong late in the season and ended up getting their, uh, what was it, the first World Series in franchise history after being absolutely garbage for years. Yo. Uh, they, they, united the, they united the city after tragedy. And I think Las Vegas is going to get it done. Just for that, I, I always think that when stuff like this happens – there's some higher power uh, that's helping these teams persevere and actually succeed. I think Houston also benefited from having freaking J.J. Watt uh, cheering them on from behind also because he's the man. J.J. Watt is the man. I mean, we saw it, uh, you know, going to school shootings again uh, at Santa Fe High School. He's paying for every funeral for all of the victims of – Wow. That uh, uh, that tragedy that happened last week. So yeah, props to JJ Watt. Hey, He's, let's uh, drink. Let's drink to JJ, man. Yeah, drink to JJ. He was in town on Saturday. He was. He was in town for the. Uh, yeah, let's let's drink Utah to uh, JJ Watt and Kaylee Ohi. Yep, uh, they're both in town for the because uh, the Royals took on uh, um, Houston and she plays for Houston. Yeah, and uh, did we win that game? I don't even remember. Yeah, Utah. Utah got their uh, second home win of the season. One nil over the Houston Dash. Uh, shout out to Eric Timrek, first first goal in a uh, Royals jersey. Also, biggest Michael Scott fan in the Salt Lake Valley. Hey, I would argue with that. <laughs> she might have fighting words for you Ooh. if you really want to argue that. Dude, I don't think anyone has seen The Office more than I have. I can Ooh. I can almost borderline guarantee These, this. That. Sounds like fighting. I don't we're know. Gonna, Donovan might have words for you with that. We're gonna too. have to set up I a debate. I will fight Donovan about that. You know what? <laughs> we're gonna have to set up a debate. I disagree with Donovan on, but I guarantee you, I'm a bigger Office fan Ooh. than Donovan. Do you hear that, okay. Spider? Okay. So did you? So did so did you, Zach Hicken? Or Donovan Mitchell, have either of you quoted Michael Scott in a post-game press conference? Yes, I did. Because Erica Timmerich <laughs> has. I do every week. Ooh. When was the last time you gave a post, uh, post-game press conference? Uh, doing it right now. Oh, snap. Oh, this wow. Is our he post- just went there. I, about the boat, that blows my mind, <laughs> I don't know where wow. I'm going wow. on this. That was Let pretty me smooth. just tell you this. That was good. That you was missed good. 100% of the shots you don't take. See, Wait now you're team. stealing now you're stealing <laughs> Erica Timrak's line that she Michael quoted Scott. from Michael Scott. That's what she said. That is what she said. Oh, perfect. Hey, let me tell you this, okay? I'm such a fan of The Office. My mother-in-law for my birthday got me a card that just said that's what she said. <laughs> and it was like Is that really an office quote anymore though? It absolutely. I feel is. like that's what she said has permeated pop culture. I'm going to create I'm going to have a lot of haters okay, for but this. How did it get but I feel like it's permeated pop culture, pop culture so much. That it's no longer just an office. I think I think it was boosted by the office because I remember saying that no, before no, no, the like, office came out. Like I don't disagree that it didn't that it didn't come about because of the office. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But I feel like there there are moments, catchphrases, signs, whatever that permeate pop culture so much that they become more than their like original background, their original hmm. meaning, kind of thing. I feel like that's what you she know, said. Actually, you know, I do agree with that. Um, you got you have stuff from uh, uh, I can't remember the exact thing from Seinfeld that Seinfeld introduced that uh, you know it's become like yada a, yada. R- yeah, yada yada was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Okay. How uh, many? How many people? How many people? When you walk into a room and you go, "Hello, Newman," even know what you're really talking about. Or well, no I soup do for say you. That to my wife, because that's her uh, maiden name. So even better. <laughs> I, actually, oh, I walk in. I call Newman. her Newman all the time. <laughs> true, Newman. true story. One of my assistant editors at my uh, campus newspaper in college, his last name was Newman. So every time, every time I checked into the newsroom, I would say, "Hello, Newman." That's awesome. Awesome. And well, he would respond in kind with, "Jerry." <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, while we're on the topic of that's what she said. So that's that's one of the. F- biggest like running jokes i think for any guy ever right oh, absolutely. everyone uses it um i just introduced you sean to one today uh name of my sex tape right uh it, it's in, it works in the same vein as that's what she said um but you say name of my sex tape that is actually from uh brooklyn 99 you ever watch that show 
R.I.P. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. R.I.P., but I have good news for you. The mothership brought it back. The mothership brought <laughs> them back. NBC brought them back. So watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine this fall on KSL 5 TV in Salt Lake City. Absolutely. Yes. Shameless I'm, plug. Shameless I'm so plug. pumped for that. Hey, let me tell you this. So I actually haven't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine yet. Shameless um, plug, name of my sex tape. That's how it works. <laughs> yes. So I haven't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine yet, but- Brooklyn Nine-Nine, name of my sex tape. After this whole thing, after it got canceled- um, after it got canceled, I saw the, uh, the, uh, um, the whole circulation, uh, going around of people sharing clips mm-hmm. and it was the cold open, uh, where they sing, I want it that way. Oh yes. And that is so <laughs> good. That is so good. And I, to find out that I've been missing a show like that for what, the last six or seven years, it was kind of disappointing on my end because I take pride in, you know, watching hilarious shows like that, like the office parks and rec yeah. modern family. And to miss out on that, yeah, I was kind of bummed out. Uh, it's every episode starts with a cold open, just like that, and I think you'll absolutely dig it. So hey, check it out. I saw something that uh, some of you guys haven't seen yet. I'm not the uh, last last person on this. Uh, You're TV not show. the uh, last man on earth in that regard. <laughs> Another good show. Speaking of that shows that canceled. people haven't seen, yeah. Did it just get canceled? All right, RIP, last man. Oh, Gosh. Thanks, Fox. Yeah. On NBC. Okay, so so my only qualm with NBC rescu- rescuing Brooklyn Nine Nine from the hell that is cancellation by Fox. Uh huh. Is now I really want to know where was Twitter when Firefly was canceled? Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about <laughs> all the shows that got canceled that we loved that sh- never got the chance to be resurrected, or you know, if it did, it came back and wasn't necessarily what it was. Okay, do you have some of those? Yeah, I mean, I. There are shows that I feel like ended too early. Um, you know, uh, should we start with this year? With shows that ended this year? Yeah, just just I mean, just to make make it timely. I mean, there there were there were more than Brooklyn Nine Nine that were canceled this year. Last oh, Man okay. Standing. Um, I mean, I've got Ooh, I've got I've got a list of some of them. That's uh, by the way, that's Rod's favorite show. It is, and well, Last True. Man Standing actually was brought back, right? Uh, sorry, I was thinking of no, it's getting brought back. It's getting brought back. But I I called out Fox for that one. What's the show where the guy's the last guy on the earth? Yeah, Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. That got canceled this year. Yeah, also, well, by Fox. By Fox. That's the one I actually (laughs) meant. Um, Common common thread between the shows. Can we talk shows that uh, have gone on too long, maybe? Ooh. Number one, Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Is that still, like, it's it's in syndication, but are they still making new episodes? Yeah. I oh, think goodness. it's entering mm-hmm. season 13. Indeed. Uh, Will and Grace got resurrected for no reason. You ever see that show? I mm-hmm. haven't Fighting watched Fighting words it. there. Ugh. Fighting words. No, thank you. Uh, what's the, uh, Debra, what's the Debra other Messing one is one of my girls. Uh, brought so back. I'm fight you. <laughs> Roseanne just got brought back. Roseanne came back. Go, going into a second season now. Got, Have you got seen that yet? I haven't seen it. So I just feel like that we're kind of in two points in Hollywood where um, – you know, people are either kind of like doing like sequels or uh, like the streaming service, like the traditional TV networks are like kind of doing stri- uh, like sequels or spinoffs of like these original right. shows that they had. And then the uh, the new streaming model is introducing more of these new topics because they're able to push the edges, the boundaries a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, and so there's some stuff that people find a little bit more enjoyable mm-hmm. because of that. Um, and you don't have to pay a premium for uh Shows like eight for channels like HBO or Showtime. Yeah, um, there's. I mean, absolutely. There's that the Karate Kid move uh, show came out phenomenal. On, on by the way, I did we talk about this last week? I don't think so. We did didn't we? talk about it okay. last week. Um, that's one. Uh, still haven't still haven't seen it because I still don't have a YouTube Red subscription, uh, and I might need to steal Zach's password now. Hey, you can uh, you can get a a free trial for one month. And then cancel. And then cancel. That's exactly what I did. Maybe. And it's Maybe. not YouTube Red anymore. It's actually YouTube Premium. They oh. just changed it this weekend. Okay. Well, I mean, there's that. Uh, I was I mentioned to you earlier that Lost in Space came out with a reboot on Netflix, yeah. which yeah, is actually good. It. Fantastic. So yep. Great show. Great yeah. show. I'm not done yet, so maybe uh, when we all finish the series, we'll have to give a uh, yeah, full recap of that one. Okay. I'll have to watch that. I just uh, I started today um, Evil Genius. Oh, I've seen. I, th- the I think commercials. I mentioned it to you today, Hema. It's basically from the same vein as uh, Making a Murderer, where it's kind of like this crime docu series. 
Uh, I only watched the first two episodes, but so far really enjoyable. Uh, would really recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been watching, uh, and I've talked about this a lot. Billions currently think it's the best show on uh, TV right now. Is that HBO? It's Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. Okay. Um, Billions sounds great. Like I, I haven't watched it yet, but from what I get from it, it has a the, a similar feeling as uh, Do you ever see Ballers? That's on HBO. Uh. Yeah, I feel like it would kind of be from the same vein. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's like dark, darkly funny parts, right? Yeah. In that show. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So those those are a bunch of shows that we like, I guess. Uh, what else is hot that I'm missing that I haven't seen? I know there's a lot, but. Uh, so I'll, I'll give a plug right now real quick. Okay. It's, it's not a brand new show, but season two of 13 Reasons Why dropped this weekend on Netflix. Have you started it yet? Is that the suicide one? Big fan. Big fan. I'm a big fan there. So I actually, I rewatched season one in the week leading up to it. And now I've started on season two. I'm not quite done yet. Uh, so no spoilers here, but, um, it goes places that I didn't ever, that I didn't think season one ever would. Like, I'll, I'll like just say that. Pushing the boundaries more. Uh, you know, well, it, that's hard to say because like season one pushed so many boundaries. Like Push people. It, season one left me physically ill after one of the episodes. Really? And I think Sean, for those of you who have watched 13 Reasons Why, you probably know what sure. scene I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure about. which one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's probably two scenes. There's the sure. hot tub and the bathtub. Sure. Both involving tubs. Both left me physically ill after watching them. I could not Oof. believe. Uh, but the reason that that the reason why they're so ill. But the reason why they're so ill inspiring is because they're so real. Oh, it's and absolutely like, real. And as somebody as somebody who, um, TMI alert. Before I got this job at KSL, I was a high school teacher, so I would hang out with high school kids all day. And, like, the issues presented on that show are so lifelike hmm. to today's teenagers. Like, it's ridiculously uncanny. And so, like, the parents who were screaming and crying against it, saying it was too graphic or too this or too that, um, I have a bad feeling they just don't know what's going on in their children's lives because like everything in that, like, like everything in that show is, is, is just, it paints such a perfect picture of high school in the modern era. And I really think it can open up so many conversations that we need to have in well, this country. They, they Hashtag either, in soapbox. They, they either don't know or they do know, you know what I mean? And it's kind well, of hard to watch. I think it's tough for parents to know because so much of kids, of kids lives are like wrapped around their cell phones these yeah just follow them on devices twitter devices that they have it's easy follow them on twitter follow them on instagram get a snapchat but here's account. the problem though is that kids have finstagrams where they go and post the real stuff that they're not posting on their real instagram feed that's you know a locked private account that only 10 or 15 people follow and my sister she uh so just for the listeners to know i'm 24 my sister's 21 um but the stark contrast between my age and her age is so staggering to me because of the stuff that she had to deal with because not very many people when I was in high school had smartphones. It was, uh, you know, I'd say probably about a third of the kids I went to school with had smartphones. Two-thirds had, well, two-thirds of the kids that had phones had flip phones. I had a flip phone until I, I graduated. Yeah. Um, I had a pager. Everyone, my <laughs> sister's graduating class had a smartphone. Wow. So their Cell phones li- didn't exist when I was in high school. <laughs> Hashtag old man alert. Their, uh, their lives were wrapped around Pay Snapchat, phones. Instagram. And she started showing me some of her friends' Instagrams. I could not believe some of the stuff that they were posting wow. on there. I mean, uh, honestly, like, you know, borderline pornographic stuff. Um, re- very real, raw uh thoughts and feelings about depression, hmm. suicide, self self-harm and parents don't know what's going on because these kids have it locked as private and they just don't they aren't checking their kids phones and um i mean sorry i sean you just got off your soapbox i'm stepping up on it uh i've seen on social media so many people post about the dangers of social media and i'm you know looking into it and researching it and the more that i hear it really is like a a serious danger that people are facing It's 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 a crisis it's crisis mode right now with teenagers um one guy that I follow, I actually did a story for him when I was a student at BYU, sto- story on him, Colin Karchner. He just did, uh, he oh, started yeah. kind of a movement about, uh, he calls it Save the Kids, um, and it's getting these preteen age kids off 
so cool. um, off social media and off smart devices because of how damaging it is to uh, people, to the, these kids this age as their brains are still developing. And I've started to notice more and more. I heard uh, Dr. Craig Manning, he's the sports psychologist down at BYU, in a radio interview with uh, local uh, the local ESPN station, ESPN 960, he said he did an experiment with some of his athletes this last season, and he took 10 athletes, got them all off of social media, had them limit their screen time, and all of them skyrocketed their performance wow. on the court and in the classroom. Um, socially, they were improved a ton. They didn't feel like they missed out on functions, but they put this down, and it just made a world of difference. Interesting. The other crazy thing I actually heard was on Friday. Uh, I'm a big fan of the New York Times podcast, The Daily. Listen to it every day. They did an uh, an interview with Sri Lanka uh, residents. This co- this country has been destroyed because of Facebook and fake news. Not the fake news that Donald Trump calls fake news, but real fake news where uh, the two religions, uh, Muslims and I want to say uh, Buddhists, are literally uh, clashing and warring in the streets because of rumors that are getting started on social media. Um, maybe not Buddhists. I think it's Hindus. Yeah, Hindus probably sounds right. Yeah. Um, I apologize for not having that information 100% correct, but the two main religion groups there are clashing and warring in the streets, and it's, I mean, hundreds of people have died because of this because people are f- posting fake news or lies, just straight out blatant lies and other people on social media, it. and other people believe it because... Social media is where they get all their information. That's crazy. Um, Hashtag off my soapbox. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'll i just, I'm not going to step on my soapbox, but I'm just going to say that, you know, all the stuff that you mentioned, all the things that I've seen, Colin Karchner, uh, his his initiative and everything, definitely makes me rethink about what my kid, when my kids get on social media. Yeah. If, if I let them at all until they, you know, move out of my house. Like, yeah. Uh, we'll see what, what happens, but it's just, uh, I think about that a lot more because like you said, when I was in high school, okay, this is when I graduated high school, YouTube was invented. Like I, I had a flip phone. Not a lot of kids had phones. I only had a flip phone because I had to like babysit my kids. Uh, my shout out to the Motorola razor. (laughs) I had, I had a Samsung flip phone for a long time, but, uh, yeah, like all the social media stuff is brand new to me. Um, and I can't imagine having it now, uh, in high school looking back. With so, great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. A lot of and good you can do with it. it. With social media. I <laughs> 100% believe that. So you're saying we should stop trolling each other on, on Twitter. Yeah. Guys, don't be jerks to each other on social media. <laughs> I, I can't promise that I'll stop trolling Zach. So That's okay. one of my favorite Twitter pastimes, actually. One of, one of the cool things though, that social media affords us though, is, uh, last night, um, there was a lantern festival, right? And uh, we found on social media that uh, one of our one of our uh, favorite, favorite guys, local athletes, yeah, popped the question. She said yes. I mean, at least she did on the video. So that's good news. Yoli Childs, uh, shout two, out Yoli Childs. Two of our favorite local athletes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, Yoli Childs, BYU basketball player. And then uh, Megan Bordreau, who played volleyball up at the U, now plays at Utah Valley. Um, yeah. So let's they're, drink, uh, they're let's, now engaged uh, to be married. So, yeah, we're still so, uh, BYU just uh, continuing the breeding ground for uh, stellar athletes. Just I mean, you have ginormous yeah, athletes. Shout, shout out to those future children who are going to have Matt mad Bushman athletic and Emily genes. Lewis. And uh, let's see. I mean, who else do we got? Tanner Mangum and Alec- Oh, no, sorry. That got canceled. Uh, <gasps> too soon. Oh, too soon, Zachary. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, Too soon. Uh, yeah. Well, what's going to happen is that they're going to have beautiful athletic kids. And uh, when they, after they graduate high school, they're going to get full red scholarships to uh, Stanford. And, and uh, uh, Heather Olmstead has already offered Yoli and Yoli's uh, firstborn daughter a scholarship. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. So that's some uh, good news that came out of uh, social media. Great stuff. I mean, social media is good. I mean, sorry, I completely just changed the uh, the whole course because we had a good pathway that we're headed on because I know <laughs> that eventually by talking about uh, some of the new pop culture that's coming out, uh, new TV shows, new movies, 
we're going to kind of segue a little bit into Deadpool 2, which Sean and I both saw this weekend. Emma, I one member of this not. podcast did not see <sighs> it, and you guys can all guess. So we're gonna play our uh, <laughs> we're gonna play our favorite segment. Oh god! Uh, two spoilers, one real, one fake. Let's do it. So, do we want to do a quick all review right. of uh, Deadpool? Kind of give our thoughts and then do the spoilers. Uh, yeah. So, spoiler free, spoiler free review of Deadpool. Okay. Um, I'll start. I'll start with that. Uh, just because I. Love this film. Um, I love the entire franchise. I love Ryan Reynolds and the way he's brought this character to life who had a lot of personality in the in the comics, but you kind of had to read between the lines a little bit to find his personality. I feel like he's brought that to the big screen and then some. I think he completely revitalized his career with this portrayal. Green Lantern. <clears throat> yeah, we'll get to that. Um, and... Uh, and I just I feel like this is and they're priding themselves on on this being the non superhero fan superhero movie. Um, so the first one the first one was the non superhero superhero movie. Now the second one I feel like is the non superhero fans superhero fan movie. Interesting. Um, there are just so many aspects of fandom that it pokes fun at, but also takes mildly seriously. Uh, that I I think is perfect. It's very 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 meta. The fourth wall is broken probably every ninety seconds, give or take. More than the first one, uh, yeah, way, way more, more than the first one even, which is really hard to say. Uh, but they're breaking the fourth wall like crazy. It almost gets annoying at times, and I have seen something. Uh, one of the vulture writers that I follow regularly uh, wrote wrote an essay just yesterday um, about how the the breaking of the fourth wall actually got to be distracting, got to be a little bit annoying. And I understand that viewpoint, um, but there was so much other good about it that I just I feel like this built on the first movie so perfectly and in so many ways. Um, I love this film. And if you guys can't tell, it's very rare that I dislike a movie, which is why <laughs> when I don't like a movie, you should probably take notice. You're, you're a movie uh, guy. Looking at you, Pacific Rim 2. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I liked but, Pacific uh, Rim But, yeah, too. so I, I love Deadpool 2. Um I really, really like where they went with Colossus and uh, I'm going to butcher her name, but Nagasaki Nuclear Warhead. Um, Megasonic Teenage. Yeah, Megasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Teenage Nuclear Warhead. Teenage Mutant Ninja Warhead. Something like that, yeah. Anywho. um, Yeah, I really like the direction there. Are you talking her uh, character development with... uh, 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 No spoilers. No spoilers, but yes. Okay. Okay. yeah, so I just I uh yeah, I love and I love the way I love the way but they're kind of I don't think that's a spoiler. We could talk about this. I, I love the way they're slowly bringing in the X-Men universe back under the MCU umbrella as well because of that. So let's talk about this a little bit. Um I listened to uh so I'm a big fan of The Ringer. I listened to The Ringer uh Sean Fennessy's review. Um Not not a sponsor so we can't mention them. Sorry. <laughs> I listened eventually. Well, you know what? They'll probably take us under their umbrella one day, don't you think? I mean, they're adding so many podcasts. <laughs> you should you should email them. Send them an email. Okay, I'll see what I can do. I'll but, just um, I'll shout out my friend my friend Bill. So yeah, absolutely. But let me tell you this. Um, uh, they they actually Sean Fettesy had some really good talking points about this movie. Um, like you said, it's the anti superhero superhero movie. Um, it like plays down the fact that it's not a superhero movie, like that it almost became a superhero movie in the end with the conflict. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like this is vague enough. Deadpool having to find himself coming to a head point and everything, you know, um, working out the way that it does in a hero movie. Um, I actually really big fan of cable. Uh, Josh Brolin as cable is fantastic. Well, and the, the Absolutely thing that I fantastic. thought was great about it too is, a lot of these, um, like, what Ryan Reynolds does so well in this film is he pokes fun at every single other freaking superhero movie ever. I mean, you have him making fun of Batman, Batman versus Superman. You have him making fun of... Um, anything in the DC universe. Yeah, anything in the DC matter. universe. Uh, <laughs> he was making fun of Josh Brolin's portrayal of Thanos. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. great. Fair. That, yep, that was yep, a great moment yep. in, the, in the movie. Um Sorry, that's kind of a wild spoiler, but, uh, you know, I thought it was really, um, for what I was expecting, it didn't have as many uh, kind of bust your gut laughs 
I do feel like it was a smarter version of. I busted my gut quite a bit, but (laughs) I might just be special. Is it smarter, like the humor smarter or like the way it's written? Well, just the way it references stuff, because I feel like Deadpool. It's not very smart humor. It's actually it's very low. It is brow. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of lowbrow humor. It's less lowbrow than Deadpool one, though, because Deadpool one just had straight up like crude, funny stuff in it that was Uh just freaking hilarious. Like, I think the opening sequence of Deadpool 1 where, the you know. The truck flipping. Yeah, the truck flipping yeah. and, like, it's playing in slow motion and, like, all that stuff. Um, it it plays really well. But one thing that actually, going to this, comparing this to Deadpool 2, Deadpool 2, I loved the opening intro, like, the Bond version of, like, this Deadpool uh, opener uh, with, um, who was it, Celine Dion. Oh yes, her, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't walk in late to this movie. Yeah, you do not want to walk no, in, walk in late to this not. movie. But I watched that. It's on YouTube, right? The yeah, mu- the music video. Yeah, yes. But they did like okay. a full on like Deadpool, uh, like James Bond like intro with like you know <laughs> just this over stylized thing that was it was so well done, um, in so many parts and uh, I overall I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it didn't have, like I said, as many slapstick, really crude uh, uh, moments like the other, like the first one did. But the humor is a little bit smarter. Granted, it is still very it's still low, Deadpool. low humor. Um, but just a lot of the pop culture references referencing other movies. Um, some of the stuff that they tied in, um, there were moments that, you know, were just funny to people that kind of understand what's going on in the realm of comic book movies. Uh, so you kind of have to have an understanding of like generally okay. what's happened in comic book movies. But if you don't, you'll still probably enjoy it. Um, but let's move on to uh, what we've been waiting for. Uh, two spoilers, one fake, one real. Sean, we've talked beforehand. Uh, one of us <laughs> has right. a fake spoiler. One of us has a real spoiler. Okay. Hemma's going to have to guess which one. All right. Right. So, well, so let's go first. So, Did you this already... movie, I I mentioned that this movie has a little bit of everything. Okay. And the thing I really liked about this movie was the other character tie-ins before. I mentioned the X-Men already, um, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You'll know that from Deadpool 1, obviously, Colossus and, and uh, Teenage Warhead. Um, but I really liked just the blatant references in cameos and flashbacks and that kind of thing to a whole bunch of other characters within both the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Universe. Um, So Deadpool actually uh, gets a time machine, basically a DeLorean, if you will, but but not exactly a DeLorean. But he gets a time machine and he travels back in time and he meets all of these other... um, all of these other superheroes... uh, from the past slash present slash future because he's kind of on this weird parallel track, I guess. But, okay. but he meets all these other superheroes um, and he runs into guys like guys like uh, Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. He runs into the Green Lantern uh, and he even runs into the Fantastic Four and Human Torch in particular has that cameo. Um, and it's huh. just awesome to see kind of these interactions between... Deadpool and the sort of non-Deadpool universe superheroes. Okay. Can I ask you a question or no? Well, uh, I'll go first. Okay. And then, uh, so, a lot of uh, interesting humor in this movie. Like I said, it's not as crude as the first one, except for there was one scene that was borderline. I'm surprised it got approved by the (laughs) ratings committee because, oh my goodness, there's borderline child pornography in this movie. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So oh, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Hema? Which yeah. one do I think it is? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question first, Sean. Uh, if I can, can I ask a question? Yeah. Would it be okay? One me, one when, question each. One question yeah, each. One question each. Okay. One follow up question. When Deadpool meets the Fantastic Four, is the Human Torch white or black? Oh, are you saying is he Michael B. Jordan or uh, yes. Captain Steve Rogers? Is he Captain America? <laughs> he is definitely white. Okay. He is definitely white. <sighs> okay. And for you, 
Mr. Well, Hicken. slash orange, because he's also, he's lit yeah, at one right. point in the oh, cameo. Oh, he's on fire. Yeah, so. Okay. But, but then, I believe, I'm pretty sure the actor who plays him is white. Okay. Yeah. Is the event in question that is borderline <laughs> child porn, is it a young Deadpool? Yes. Okay. That's Ish. not definitive. Okay. All right. Let me I give mean, it's you my CGI. I'll say. I'll okay. Say that. Um, let but... me. Okay. Let me. Should I guess which yeah, one? Guess, is, guess. Which one is the spoiler? Which one did I guess last time? Do you remember? Uh, I think you guessed Sean's. Okay. Yeah, I think Sean's is the real spoiler this time again. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. All right, you're gonna have to. You gotta go see Deadpool two now, so you Deadpool can find 2. out. Okay. Final thoughts on this. Um, I'm excited to see where they take this franchise because they introduced. Uh, I'm not as big of a comic book guy as you, Sean, um, but one of my favorite comic books is the Uncanny X Force, and they introduced in this film. Sorry, this is kind of we we gave spoiler warnings. They introduced the X Force in two different uh, versions of the X Force. Uh, so what do you think we make our favorite our picks for our favorite members of the X Force, uh, both Team One and Team Two? I don't. This what do is. You think, what do you think about that, Sean, from the movie? I take that as a yes. Okay, Sean, I'll let you go first. Your favorite member of X Force Team One, if you can remember the names. My favorite member of the X Force. X Force Team One. Because there were two iterations of the team right. in the movie. Uh, oh, this is a cop-out. This is kind of a cop-out. I really like Domino. Oh, I love Domino. I really like Domino. I'm a big fan of the actress. She's on Atlanta. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Van oh, from my Atlanta gosh. She's Van. Domino. I didn't even put that together. We'll have to talk about Atlanta on another pod so sometime, too. So you, you pick Domino? Yeah, I'm going to go with Domino. I'm going to go with either Peter or the Vanisher. Peter is just an absolute legend. and Is he the normal guy? Yeah, he's the normal guy. I saw the ad. I showed up. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how about Team 2, Sean? Who do you like? Uh, well, I mean, because of my Team 1 pick, I got to go with Domino. Okay. I mean, because if I go with Domino for Team 1, I've got to go with Domino and Team 2, right? Yeah. Like. I, mean, I, I I so I'll say this. I, that's a mild. I feel that's like a mild Domino, spoiler. Sorry, guys. I feel like Domino was the MVP of the movie just because her scenes were so great. And mm, I'd go with Breakout, Breakout star. I don't know about full MVP, but Breakout star. Let me tell you this though. She's like, she's the like the she's like the sixth man of the year or, to LeBron's MVP. Okay. Because I still feel like I still feel like Josh Brolin's the MVP. Okay. Um, he can be your MVP. I he's my favorite member of the second iteration of the team. His scenes were great. But I just felt like with Domino, um, it, I had no idea who Domino was coming was coming into the movie. I knew about Cable. I knew, you know, he's this ultimate bad A from the future that, uh, you know, originally he's out to get Deadpool. And then he they kind of team up and they're kind of this weird buddy action cop, you know, action movie buddy cop type thing. But I felt like Domino's scene. By the way, an so episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine starring Deadpool and Cable would be awesome. You know what would be awesome? We need to make that happen. So obviously, I think we're gonna get a Deadpool three. We're gonna get an X Force movie. There needs to be a uh, Deadpool Cable buddy cop movie, like yes. in the same vein as like Rush Hour or Forty Eight Hours or uh, you know where there's just yeah. this loose cannon and this guy who's like kind of trying to rein him in. And they're button heads, but then it all works out in the end. I think that that would work so well as a superhero movie. Which so, one's the the loose cannon, though? Oh, it's Deadpool. Y- yes. Oh, okay. No, no, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the real answer. So, um, I I will just say, back to that vein about uh, Domino, her scenes were so gratifying and just her superhero that I thought or her her super her superpower, which I thought was about the lamest superpower that you could have. <laughs> Turned out to be freaking it's wicked so awesome. good. It's so it's good. It's so good. Yeah. No. It's I. I felt. I felt like Domino was. Um, I do feel like Domino was the one character who like 
left nothing to be desired with her performance. Like I, there was not a part of her performance um, that I, where I wanted more. Like, like I agree. With it that. was like every, like everything that she did was not that it was a perfect performance necessarily, but I just, I never came back and like wanted something more. Like even as good as, even as good as Josh Brolin's cable was, there was, there were a, there was a scene or two where I was like, mm, you got to give a little bit more there. Um, overall, it was so powerful and so dramatic that again, I think he was the MVP of this film, but but uh, Domino was definitely the breakout star, 100%. Okay, I could agree with that. Yeah. Man. So Can't wait to see it. Yeah, you got to go see it, man. But, um, I mean, we're probably wrapping up the show now. Do we want to plug anything that you guys are enjoying right now before we go? Um, Shout out to a couple more state champions. That's true. Uh, Grantsville softball. Mm-hmm. Grantsville. Uh, Gunnison Valley. Shout out to Gunnison Valley. First girl sport state championship in 39 years. There are uh, two A softball champions out there. Oh wow! So uh, so shout out to Gunnison. Shout out to the Bulldogs. Shout out to Dixie, four A baseball champions. Yeah. Uh, uh, who, won, who won four A softball? Bear River. Bear River. Zippy's Anna alma mater. Walk-off. Yeah, Rod Zundel's alma yeah. mater. You guys want to talk about this game? Like, let's take like two or three quick minutes to talk about this game because, holy crap, that was. I mean, you ended up leaving, huh? Yeah, I left because so, I had to cut some stuff. There was some confusion because uh, we couldn't find McKay. He's the third producer for uh, for uh, KSL TV Sports. Um, we got to get him on the podcast. He uh, he disappeared just like he does after sports meet <laughs> on Sundays. Just poof. We could not find him like for the life <gasps> we of looked us. everywhere. Is McKay the Vanisher? <laughs> Maybe he is. Oh my god, guys, we need to form the X Force. <laughs> We uh, him as him as Peter. We we literally probably spent about fifteen minutes just looking for up. McKay yesterday. Yeah. We're texting him. His phone's dead. We could not find him, and finally we found out he was sitting on some bench right behind home plate, right next to like the announcers that were doing game play by play. Okay, yeah, but uh, shout out Elliot Sharfs and uh, Andrew uh, <laughs> Andrew uh, LaRose. Andrew LaRose. Sorry. I don't the know two of my guys. former classmates. But, ah, cool. Uh, anyway, uh, we could not find him. And so finally, like, I was like, dude, you just got to set up your tripod and just shoot the rest of this game. Yeah. So he, I was like, okay, I'll do that. You know, you get back to KSL, gave him my cards, and he gave me two new cards and got to work. And the ending of that game, so to preface this, 3-2 game, I think, for, like, after, like, the second or third inning. <coughs> Super tight. Um, Spanish Fork uh, scores a run in the top of the seventh. They're up 4-2. They're the lower seed. They came up through the loser's bracket. And uh, we're pushing to take Bear River to a game two for the state championship. Those if games. The best. <laughs> Love those if oh, games. Oh, yeah. Those if games. But uh, so they are pushing uh, Bear River. Bear River, uh, you know, gets down to the bottom of the seventh. Uh, gets a girl on, and after a phenomenal catch, which we didn't play, show on the highlights, no. Spanish Fork center fielder had one of the best catches I've ever seen in high school sports. Is that the <laughs> one where she uh, robbed a home run? Is that what it what it was? I think is that the game that I'm thinking of. Diving line drive in the gap. Okay. Dovin caught it. Probably saved a double, maybe a triple, um, just because these bases are so short. Yeah. So. Uh, Bear River gets a runner on. Uh, girl hits a home run, ties it up four four. Wow. Uh, next girl hits a hits a double in the gap, um, and so Spanish Fork with one out decides to uh, intentionally walk the batter who was up to play up to the bat um, to for to get the force out at second so they can turn the double play go into extra innings. Uh, what goes down though is the pitcher had a wild pitch so the advancers adv- advance to. Uh, the runners advance to second and third, and uh, girl up to bat. She gets her job done. She just has to get a ball in play, uh, give him a chance. There were two outs at this point. Um, she hits the ball to the shortstop. Shortstop bobbles the ball. And, but she uh, still throws it. She still throws it. Beats the throw by half a step, and it's called safe. Wow. <laughs> so the, the, the batter barely gets on the first. Did they and I, I saw we we slowed it down on Sports Beat um, a little bit later. The uh, 
<laughs> you all right, dude? Yeah, joke on my own spit. <laughs> um, uh, great call, though. Great call. Looked, I know. I know. High school officials and umpires get a lot of grief, uh, looked, and I'm here to say, this was a good call. It was a good call. I like, think. and this was a very, very hard call to make in real time because you got a girl bobbling a ball, uh, just gets it to first as fast as she can, and she did a great job making the play, and the call was just I, I got split you. second between right between ball in the mitt and the girl's heel. We slowed striking, it down, striking first, but. I'm I'm 99% positive after going through the slow-mo and everything. Like, this was the right call. Yeah. Congratulations to Bear River, 4A yeah. softball champions. Uh, before we move on, I forgot. I want to shout out my my little cousin, uh, Micah Haymuli. He uh, plays tennis for Lone Peak. And I guess uh, Lone Peak, we didn't get to show it tonight because we were super tight on, on time. But, uh, yeah, 6A boys tennis swept the swept state, man. Yeah. Um, all the all the boys won their won their respective matches, including including my cousin. So shouts to Micah and the Lone Peak tennis team. Micah Hamuli Junior. <laughs> He's the first. Okay. Senior. <laughs> so, so Senior. Wait, your your last name's not Hamuli Junior. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, it's I'm, not. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm. So, I feel His, I feel like I've been lied to. No, this whole actually. Time. Micah is for the fifteen years that we've been friends. No, I listen, feel like I've been lied to. No, I'm Hemahemuli Junior. Micah's father is Hemahemuli Senior. That's how it works. Perfect, perfect. So we got more uh, prep coverage coming up this week. We have five A, six A, or I guess six A, five A. Baseball, baseball, soccer, and softball coming up this week. So we uh, are leaving now. So goodbye. As always. I am Hemahe Muli Jr. And now you know why. We got Internet Jesus, Sean Walker. Peace. And our local lovable Canuck, Zach Haken. Shout out to our first explicit tag. <laughs> it wasn't us. BGK forever. Thanks, guys.